Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be so Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. God damn you, Brett. <laughs> ah. Good morning, everybody. My brain's working on something else right now. It's the glory of love. <laughs> there it there is. you go. Thank Sorry. You. Jesus. <laughs> right before we go in the air, we're trying to figure something out and none of us could do it. Did you hand brain that or did you remember? No, I, yeah, I did. Oh, I, didn't, right. I didn't know that one. <laughs> It's the morning sickness. Hi, it's 545. My name's John. It's Thursday. I'm gay. There's Brady. There's Brett Fessley. Big Dick Toledo. Still rolling with that thing. It's going great so far. Haven't had to pull out the gay defense yet, but I'm strong about it. Taking any yet? No, no, no. I'm pristine. I'm very virtuous, Brett. Wow. This is not going to be just thrown around. Knee. He didn't say taking a knee. He said taking any. Oh. No, I have not I had... taken a knee yet. Well, that too. I mean, you know. If not yet to... Uh, sip at the <laughs> cup of the nectar of man. You weren't hanging out at Michael and Troy's house no, last night? Or? I got an email from a guy that said, uh, if you're really gay, you'd be at 311 with me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, still have taste, for God's sakes. I'm not going to. Again. But Chewy, the rock and roll midget, emailed me last night. He goes, I know. Uh, you, it, what, I forgot what he said. It was very funny, but he said that uh, he had not heard my 311 comparison to what I really think is better than 311. And he goes, uh, yeah, where'd he go? Yeah, he said something about, like, uh, out at 311 here thinking of you. I know how much you love this band. He said, uh, they're giving tickets away to people in the lawn to go sit in the seats. He said, it is a ghost town. And, like, maybe my absolute disdain for them started to make people listen to 311 for real and go, holy cow, Holmberg's right. And then I just sent him back, 911, greater than 311. And he goes, I've never heard that. That's hilarious. Like, what are you doing there, Chewy? So, hopefully you had fun at 311 last night, realizing you've been wrong this entire time. They had everyone on the stage. What do you mean? The whole, the whole yeah, yeah, they just let the audience up there. <laughs> and now you guys can rap just like I rap, because I rap like crap, and you can rap a crap, too. My friend likes to rap. Sometimes he raps. 
Oh, those two just <laughs> fly out of this city so fast. I'm done with you. <laughs> anyway, enjoy your 311 uh, amateur hippie party. Garbage. And uh, keep in mind that as cancel culture goes on, 311 continues to thrive, and we can't figure out why. Cancel them. Find something in their lyrics that is awful and make them stop doing things. Not the Rolling Stones, who the, now, did you see the brown sugar thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they, well, this is kind of cool on its own right. Uh, Keith Richards basically uh, said, don't want to deal with the controversy anymore. It's old bullshit. They're not playing brown sugar anymore. Even though the song it is isn't, about it's, that. It's about the horrors of slavery it's and the, uh, the abuse, the yep. abuse of, and it's almost a, uh, it's almost, it's not supportive, but it is a factual reaccount or account of saying the marginalization and the uh, oppression of black women uh, for years and the strength of the them. appalling historical reality yes. of slavery and and the strength that they had to overcome so many things. Listening to, you know, it's it's from the perspective of somebody who's. Brown sugar, how come you taste so good and everything? It's the, the sold on a slave thing in New Orleans and all the lyrics. And he's like, we just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to deal with it because he got some, some group chasing him around saying, it's not that you wrote the song or that you recorded it. It's that you still play it. And it just has no place in our society anymore. It's like, it's beautiful art. When, when does this end? I mean, that is a great song. And if you don't understand, if you just can't hear words without understanding the nuance or the technical meaning behind what they're doing or understand that sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's a song about how uncomfortable that actually was yeah. and it's making a point that way, you're too stupid to listen to music. So we got to get rid of you. You're the one that's that's the problem, not the person that that's depicting an accurate history through the, through the art of song and saying, this might make you uncomfortable, but listen to this. I mean, there's a lot of poignant moments in this. And it's a rock song, so they're like, oh, it's terrible. If we start going through... You can't sing that, and you can't sing that, and you can't do that, and you can't do it. I understand why radio can't play some songs, because language is government-sanctioned certain words you can't say. Uh, you can't be titillating with you know, lyrics and things where you're getting too graphic. That Okay, you've got rules on that. But just generally saying at a concert, this band that wrote this and wants to do it should feel uncomfortable playing. No, they shouldn't. Dire Straits is a big one. They can't do the, the little homo F word with the ear and the mink coat. Are you insulted gotta, by gotta that? Gotta weed that out. Uh, no, I'm not insulted okay. by it. It's a great a gay song. Man, it's a great you, well, as a know. gay man, you can hear. But here's the thing about the strength of being a gay man. I've discovered since 6 a.m. Monday is the or Tuesday. I guess I was straight as an arrow Monday. I can prove that too. I'll show you some videos. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. Getting it done. Saying goodbye. You know, it's hard to say goodbye. But uh, it's hard um, to say I'm sorry. sorry. Don't do that. Don't start in <laughs> Chicago again. I don't understand the fragility of us gays. Uh, hearing the homo f word and falling into a uh, uh, a cavern of woe and sorrow when the people like the Stonewall people like Chappelle talked about and the gays who actually faced real adversity fought through and didn't cave in like this. Car- Carl Nassib, the uh, the the lineman for the Raiders, just can't go to work right now. Can't go to work. He's, take a personal uh, day. John Gruden ten years ago said the homo f word and this is just too much and I got to take a personal day and the whole team's like, of course he does. Of course this is too hard for anybody. No, it's not. D- toughen up, Buttercup. You're going to hear bad things in your life and the bad people that exist can't know that this gets to you this badly. They, they, as a as a gay man now, if you called me the homo f word, I wouldn't show you or give you the satisfaction. Of letting you know that that got me. I wouldn't take a day off if I found out in 2012 Brady said homo F word. I wouldn't. Oh, I got to take tomorrow off. I've been friends with him for a long time. I had no idea. This is 
oh, brutal. I, I wouldn't even be friends with Brett because I know <laughs> 10 years ago and then some. There's some horrible stuff coming out of his mouth. I couldn't even know myself, for God's sakes. That's one of my favorite words. It's hilarious. I don't use it against people, but it's funny. And football, across the line, you're, you know, some, there's plenty of players that talk smack or try to get under your skin and, of and, course. Uh, and, and make it work. Well, now they drop that altogether, but they can continue to eat your children or uh, have relations with your <laughs> wife, whatever to, to rattle you. Wow, yeah. Exactly. I mean, go, there, there's nothing. As long as they don't act sacred. on it. That's the only rule. Right. Like, it's, it's the sticks and stones thing. You can tell me you're going to eat my children. But all they're looking Until for. Until you're eating my children, I really don't have a problem with you. Isn't that it. bad, though, too? Terrible. It's bad to say. Fred, that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah. point. It's the sticks and stones. The words have become more damaging than the actual act. But hearing your coach said a bad word 10 years ago in an email uh, made it so he had to take it off. That's weak. And I, and I don't care if anybody comes over, you can't victim shame, you don't know how he feels. I'm like, no, but I do know how it looks. I know perception be a reality. He may actually be really distraught and torn up and need a day off, but it's weak. You can't hear it. People have called me names before. I got to take a day off. I got, this is terrible. Every single person you know has said something awful that would make you take a day off. We don't, maybe it's just a way to take a day off. I can't blame him for that. That's pretty smart. Nah, as a gay guy, maybe I should start thinking about that. He said, what? Come to think of it, I've heard Brady say it. Yesterday, there was a fantastic moment between me and a salesperson because I've been talking about being gay and stuff now that I've decided to use that as a defense mechanism. Uh, and I'm, so I'm telling all, all the girls down there, I'm like, I'm tired of you. Like, all, all you do is like say uh, sex this and then the guy, your husband, you talk about your sex with your husband and it's an eye roll and how, ugh, these men and their – but then, you know, but then you act like you want it. And then you act like once you're getting it, it's this pain in the ass. It's a hassle. It's work. And I'm like, we're just tired of it. Gay guys, we don't do that. And so we like to blow each other and we like to like slap high fives afterwards <laughs> with hands full of mayonnaise. So you should just make that splashy thing. Bank. And I'm assuming that's it's what I'm chalk. That's what it's chalk yeah. puff. Yeah. It's like when LeBron before a game throws it in the air. Uh, so we're laughing about it. And then she sent me a, a text later in the day and it had an emoji of, uh, like, you know how people have those emojis that's supposed to look like them? But this oh, looked, yeah. this looked like if she was like nine. And there's another lady at, in the building that looks like a younger version of this lady that we tease her all oh, the time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. And then I said, why do you have pictures of Jen as your emoji? <laughs> and then she just fired back the homo F word. And I died laughing for <laughs> half an hour. And I'm like, oh, my God. But now. You should take the day off. Well, she, didn't, she, she spelled it with like asterisks and stuff. Oh. So it's okay. She didn't really say it. She made me think it. But it was hilarious because it, we were talking about being offensive to each other, which was a conversation. And now this conversation on text gets out, and all of a sudden, she's out of work, I'm out of work. Everybody, I'm like, oh, my God. But it was because two people were making the point that this is ridiculous, that you know I'm teasing you and you're teasing me. And it's so, it's so silly, but it was the funniest thing in the world. And as a gay man, when I saw it, I died laughing. Hysterical. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline hysterical so it weakens you i think you know if you've got somebody screaming out you know a slur towards you that's immediately dangerous but if somebody if you found out somebody said it years ago 
and you still need a day off from work. That's weak. It's just you get to just get stronger. Carl Nassib. I was telling you about the team. I mean, you know, being on the Raiders, and if that's the case, that's kind of more of a distraction now. Completely. Walks away and seems like, oh, is he really down? What, can we count on him? Is he all right? Richie Incognito's on that team. He's got to just be like, oh, I used to be the bully. How, when is my day coming? But yeah, so he takes the day off, which is fine. Take your day off. Do what you want. But wouldn't it be better if he came out with a statement of strength of some type to say, uh, we can't let these words get to us anymore. I knew John Gruden, and he never once treated me differently. Or yeah. John Gruden treated me differently, and I'm glad this happened. Well, say something. Don't just quit for a day. That's weak. Now that this has been out for a while, have any players or staff come forward no. other than the email Keyshawn stuff? Johnson. Well, there Keyshawn oh, Johnson. Oh, players oh. that are upset at him. Yeah, Keyshawn no, 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 Johnson. As far as like yeah. heard him say it or called it to them. Keyshawn or, Johnson went off on uh, ESPN. I don't know what show it was, but he, he just didn't like him. No, he went, he went off basically said, saying he's a phony he's a mean and just man. doesn't surprise me. He's been selling you a bill of goods for years on who he really is and who and who his uh, true persona versus who you see as this you know football guy and let's say he's phony. But he went he. He didn't hold back, but I mean, you know what? That's not brave to me either. But there was a— Say it before, and, and I don't know if he did. Maybe Keyshawn has said for years, I hate John Gruden, and he's got problems. But I don't remember you. it ever being. Uh, yeah, It I, kind of uh, was saying, you know, he's kind of saying that, but, you know, current player for the Raiders, Waller, yeah, basically said, um, you know, he was the one that gave me a second chance. Yeah. I had the players substance and well, the, problems and like forgiveness. He goes, so for me to hear that, if that was said— yeah, you got to forgive. I'm him. I'm into forgiving. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. It's like you've you've had one person come forward, right. other than emails. Like you know, one person out of how many people he's coached with or coached for or, or at ESPN. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. you'd, you'd kind of hope that that turns. And then uh, the true canceling, because what really you can't have anymore is um, digital recreations of a person who's done something wrong. So your next update for Madden, John Gruden is replaced. Is no longer part of the Madden 22. So, if the, and the game updates quite a bit. It's amazing so, so how fast. When it updates again, John Gruden will not be on the, the coaching sideline. It's just a generic guy. Uh, they don't even. They didn't even put a, a dude in. It's just generic dude. Don't update your game. It's hilarious. Yeah, keep, it OG. keep the old game. I wonder if it'll be worth cash someday when you've got that homophobic, you know, Nazi John Gruden on the sidelines because you never. But I think the game auto updates when you want to play it. So I guess keep this one and go get a new one. Yeah. But you they don't even I mean, do it on it's, disc it's, anymore, so it's all just digital all online, download. Yeah. So it's going to update itself. It's just mind-boggling that the whole thing started on the Washington football team, and the only person that yeah, six hundred fifty toxic yeah. which, workplace, which goes to what that lawyer I talked to the other day said is if they find out the NFL anybody in the NFL family leaked this, like they did the DeflateGate stuff, and I didn't remember that part. The DeflateGate thing when they leaked that, they were wrong. Like some of this stuff was just made up. Yeah, and they never ever, and that's why the Patriots, who I hate, and Robert Kraft has been—he's gotten away with murder, basically, and all this other stuff. They couldn't have been more right, saying, "A, you made this up. B, you leaked information you're not allowed to leak during investigations, and uh, and now you're running with it. Who did this?" And they found out it was an NFL guy. The NFL never had to like answer to it. They never did, which is weird. So if they did this again, Gruden, yeah, a couple Gruden guys can lost sue their them. job. Yeah. Yeah, two dudes just got fired for never heard from, never really having I mean, unless they quietly were hired back. And again, smoke and fire. The Patriots had a reason for somebody to look into him for for cheating and stuff, which we all loved. 
But when they were going after Tom Brady's phone and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, you're overstepping a little bit here. I still love Brady as far as that goes, telling them to stick it up there. You know, I do, for, too. You ain't get my phone. Screw you. Yeah, Tom Brady couldn't have been more right, and I never say that. He's like, yeah, Mike, we cheated before. Fine. Maybe we do it all the time. But this, in this case, you're not getting my personal yeah. telephone to – because look what happens when oh, you give them personal man. information. They get somebody else. They So it's, I can't stop following the story because it's just so absurd. And then on that, and I'm, as I'm reading it, one of the things on the bottom is the Rolling Stones getting rid of brown sugar. But again, that's them doing it. And they it, have Pierce the Morgan pressure. behind them. Getting rid of it or? Saying Pierce? you shouldn't get rid of it. Oh, no. Pierce Morgan's it, changed. Like, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, who is that guy now? Yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> he, not the same he one who's going against Ted Nugent. doucher for the longest time. He's still Ventura. a gun goon, but like he hates American guns. But I'll give him that opinion. I think he's really wrong. But he's kind of come around to say... To be a voice of reason occasionally, even though sometimes he's so wildly wrong is why it makes you go, all right, Pierce, I can't really side with you all the time. But, yeah, he's like, stand by your stuff. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what to think of Keith. I mean, saying, yeah, we're just going to pull it. You know, either you're thinking like, eh, you know what, I don't want to deal with all this crap, or just F you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this song, and That's we're going to do it twice a night now. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, he said they'll bring it back. But right now, he's like, I just don't even want to deal with it. And after, you know, he's like 88 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's like, at a certain point, you just want to have a good movement and a nap, play your music and go to bed. You don't want anybody calling you afterwards. And I'm sure Keith's movements are a color nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> it's like, leather. They kind of look like Mark's beard. It's kind of a strange gray, crusty, not your beard's crusty, but like hair. Like you'd be like, if you gave birth to like a, an owl's pellet. I think it's all, it's old worked leather. Yeah. Just coming out of there. Yeah. I like how pristine Mark's hair and beard is. As a gay man, I can appreciate that. It's Ooh, really nice. It's a lot of uh, product in there. It looks like you do. You, use a lot of, you put a lot you of work in You curl it? Yeah, I mean, good. do you uh, straighten the use of that hair straightener thing? You can see. See, the reason we're talking about Mark Randall is because he's here. Because old Jer isn't. And uh, Mark Randall doesn't have any quality promotion people that can talk. So now <laughs> Mark's got to get up early on Thursday and run that van out because I don't want Brett to leave. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> Got a room full of people I like being with. I'm not having him leave. It's got to be super important. So we'll have Mark do it. Mark's good. He can speak out loud. The KUP deployment, there's nobody better to do what we're going to do than our own Mark Randall because he's the only one brave enough to have served in San Diego through an entire uh, process of his time as a veteran. No, <laughs> Mark was uh, – where else did you go? You were in the uh, Okinawa. You are in Japan and all that. Mark's a veteran, so having him go out and actually talk to the people that show up and say what you need is much better. You're actually a better person. It's important squid to have around. That's exactly right. And Jeremy was a, a veteran of a war that no one remembers because back then all they needed was tar and balm. So there you go. Are you running out now? Look at him go. Mark is gung-ho. Man, it's like somebody's doing a job right. Do you have crew with you? Yeah, they're already out. Oh, they are? They showed up? Boy, you cracked the whip. Oh, yeah. When, most is... weeks we're like just scrambling to get a truck started. Does the truck run? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Mark, what's going on? Brown sugar. This is all it took was to get Mark in charge of something and say, oh, now stuff's going to happen. Well, Mark's going to be out. Mark Randall, you can meet the great Mark Randall, 83rd Avenue and Cactus Road. And thank you for your service as well, Mark, even though it's not a day to say that. It's never wrong to tell someone. Uh, November 11th is Veterans Day and KUP deployment is happening. Uh, and you can drop off. What do we, what's your uh, thing today? What do you want to focus on? Socks. Socks? Let's do socks. socks. Do they sell socks at Safeway? Yeah. All right. If they got them in there. And you can only do the black ones, right? No, either or is fine. Black or white? Just just crew socks? Yes. Okay. So socks at Safeway. I think they got socks at Safeway. If not, Mark will if punch not, in the direction of something else. You can never have enough baby gold bond. Thing. Well, that's the truth. 83rd Avenue and Cactus. Uh, that's where you want to go and uh, hang out with Mark, and he'll tell you what to do. You got Slipknot tickets? 
Primus tickets, a day to remember. Now, I'll tell you this about Mark Randall. These tickets were given away. Not going to be as easy as it would with Jeremy. This dude puts a gate on those. <laughs> he's the gatekeeper to the tickets, and he's tired of you asking. I'll tell you that right off the bat. He gets So back off of Randall on his first day out, and he's getting up really early, and he's doing this as a nice person. You don't understand that this is the dude that gets 20 calls a day from people going, So, my cousin's in town, and I want to see Slipknot, but uh, are there still? Do we have? And Randall has to divvy out what to give away what to hang on to stragglers, what to keep in case Brady last minutes him, all that stuff. Because <laughs> he's the last minute guy. Yeah, yeah well, dude, and from a while, everyone likes that Slipknot. <laughs> the so three Primus, times listen a year. To that. Slipknot, Primus, a day to remember. And I don't know when Kotober is, but you're doing better with your spelling. Kotober. Yeah. Uh, that's Friday, Kotober 22nd. That's oh. right around the corner. Uh, but yeah, Slipknot will be here in a, two, three weeks. Is that right? Holy cow. Man, these are good. These are right around the corner of Primus on October. So Mark's out there, 83rd Avenue and Cactus this morning at the Safeway for the KUP deployment. Thank you, Mr. Randall. It's big of him to do this. It's really nice since we don't have uh, anybody that we want out there. <laughs> Randall's great. That's pretty awesome. I played you that uh, Slipknot power mix today. You're going to play you, it for You it? had a little sample of it. I oh, yeah, in the, in the office. We'll do that in a little bit. Yeah, Slipknot and Baby Shark uh, combo, which is pretty awesome. Oh, man. Which we can't listen to Brown Sugar, but Psychosocial, <laughs> which is a song that's really comfortable to listen to. How about, uh, I mean, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to go down the list of songs you can't hear uh, based on uncomfortable topics, but uh, Apocalyptica with Corey Taylor, I'm Not Jesus, oh, yeah. is one of the most uncomfortable lyrical songs you'll ever listen to. It's about raping a child, a priest raping a child. The song is about the Catholic Church scandals. Is it yeah. really? Yes. I'm not Jesus. I will not forgive. Wow. You confess your sins away, but it don't mean t- to me. I'm not Jesus. I will not forgive. And it's basically like the, the priest is like, hey, you got to kind of let go of all this stuff. And uh, uh, the song is it got uncomfortable tones. Great art does. Great art makes you think. Great art makes you uh, uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know what the song's about. Right. Sometimes you just brush it off because you're not paying attention. You just like the song. But if you listen to the words of that song, it's like, man. This is basically about uh, groups of people, self-righteous people, doing wrong things and saying, I'm forgiven. And it's like, I don't have to forgive you. And it's, you know, this dude is basically shouting back. It's, a, it's an incredibly deep uh, meaning. It's a great song. It's a great song. I mean, it is one of the best rock songs of at least the past decade. At the very, maybe even longer, I don't know if it's older than 10 years at this point. But it's great art. And if we start looking at Brown Sugar and saying, well, we can't hear those those. Those because it's an upbeat and it seems like it's celebrating, you know. Um, it not doesn't celebrating matter. But it, just, it no. doesn't matter if it's from the perspective of the slave owner. It's making a point that dumb people don't understand, and we coddle yeah. dumb people. Dumb people hear language they don't like. They don't listen. The Chappelle special is a perfect example. He's making incredible points through uncomfortable themes. And the only thing that people are mad at him took away is that he agrees with J.K. Rowling about uh, gender being fact. That's really all they're mad at. But if you listen to him, he's like, that's all I said. You ran with it. it, it, it we're losing the, the plot here day by day. And it isn't, you know, everybody's, oh, these millennials. It's not. It's our generation. Our lunatic generation that's that's falling apart You're at the right, seams. Maybe we shouldn't play that. Right. Going, oh, I'm scared of everything. Instead of just going, hey, explain to dummy that this is an art. This is a piece of art. It's uncomfortable. It's a piece of art that's uncomfortable. And it needs to be heard. 
And and it makes you think. And sometimes it'll make you mad. Sometimes it'll make you understand. But it makes you have an emotion. That's the whole point is that you emote or you have a reaction. That's what great art is. You know what we never have a reaction to? A, I almost said it. A mother 311 song. Those <laughs> are never going to make you feel anything except high. And guess what that is? That's the pot. It's not the song. You're a pothead who's trying to escape your miserable reality because you make decisions like going to 311 shows. I would get high all the time, too, if I listened to 311 too much and then had to try to convince myself that it wasn't a bad idea. (laughs) I just don't understand that. And I'm not one of those people that's like crazy artsy and support this, support that. But I just recognize that a great movie about an uncomfortable thing, a great song, about a great uh, painting about terrible. And we have paintings of wars. We have paintings of, uh, you know, uh, very proud of uh, Washington crossing the Delaware. And yeah. it's, it's a slaughter. You're celebrating a slaughter. It had to be and done. There's, there's a, you know, a boatload of paintings on the other side of, of course there are. And- All wars have paintings, yeah. everything. And, and they're moving sometimes. You see the Tiananmen Square. That's not a painting, but it's a camera shot. The pictures, photographs do it. Like that picture of that kid standing in front of that. It's a slaughter, but it meant something. Well, I don't want to see that. That 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 brings up bad images of how the military is stomped. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Well, and I, I can't see it. I took uh, Kirby to the Ohio Historical Society. We yeah. went there for a couple hours, but they had a Civil War display, North yeah. and South, and they had this tree stump that went up about. It was probably eight feet tall. It was just a capped tree. Yeah, but it was from the War of Chickamauga. And there's nothing but musket balls riddled in this tree stump that's been there for years. It's pretty amazing. And next to it, they showed, you know, all the stuff. But, you know, she's learning about that side of it and saying this is what went on. Well, you're hoping she's learning. She's a kid. Museums are lost on kids. That's the saddest part of museums is that they're the ones who should be absorbing Maybe not learning, but seeing it. She'll remember being there. And then years later, she'll go back and go, wow. You know what I hated when I was a kid? Because I was a dumb kid. And we all were. Mm-hmm. I bitched and cried. I've apologized to my parents for this. I bitched and cried one summer when we drove to the Grand Canyon. Just cr- bitched the whole time. This is stupid. Yep. And then saw it and I'm like, this is stupid. I, just, I looked at it and I'm like, what's the... You don't take in glorious... You haven't seen enough to understand what beautiful is yet. You're yeah. just like, I know what hot chicks look like. Or, I mean, hot dudes. I know what hot dudes look like and Ooh, I know... Don't slip uh, up. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got to keep it together. <laughs> Start slipping up, they're going to catch me. They're going to find out I'm, I'm the closeted hetero. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah. so I, I made their, their day miserable just sitting there going, oh, the walking. I treated it like we were at the mall and I hated it. Yeah. And then I went back. Uh, years later, and the sunset almost made me cry. And I got Megan next to me, and she goes, I don't get it. I'm like, oh, my God, don't be me right now. What do you mean? It's great. But- and then the sunset turned everything purple. She goes, oh, okay, nature. I'm like, right. Because she was like, eh, at first, too. It was the first time she'd seen it. And I'm like, don't do that. Do not do that. She was still off on the car ride and all the minutiae that came along with getting there. And it was just a drag. And you then, would have uh, loved the uh, – you go through the old village, so they have the old buildings and everything. Yeah. So you go into the inn there. And what the reason why you would have loved it so much is everyone that works there is from that time. They're all 150. Well, hello. hello I'm <laughs> oh, they, Brett, and I'm the owner of this inn. Oh, no, they're actually We opened up three years ago in 1895. And so <laughs> oh, then you try to no. do stuff like, so 
Where are the slaves? Yeah. You still had them, and you <laughs> well, paid them a little bit. Well, we're in the north, and... Uh, what are your opinions on three-fifths of a man, sir? Dottie, down the road, she's hiding a couple. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you got to start talking about their ways. And they wouldn't budge out of the... I'd love to go in there <laughs> now and go, what would you do to me? I'm a homosexual. Ah, <laughs> to see if they start stringing me up. <laughs> I said, we're looking for a, a suite. We have two of those. Yeah. They're a dollar a night, and that's a little too much for me. I'm sorry. Oh, I'd love to walk into one of those places where they got to stay in character and tell them I'm a gaytheist. <laughs> I don't believe in God, and also and they don't, but, super gay. Yeah, I tried to get them off the rails <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it would be great. Uh, Edgar says, Holmberg, love the new gay act. Or is it an act? I love how you're keeping us all guessing, including your sponsors. I'm sure you're about to be bombarded with emails from twinks and hunks wanting to pop that cherry of yours with all those D-picks you're going to get. Hope you're not thinking of cutting it off like that one listener. Was it Peyton? Uh, By the way, you should dress as Mr. Slave for Halloween. What about just every day? Mr. Slave's the best character in South Park. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Mr. Slave uh, put all of Paris Hilton in his ass on South Park once. (laughs) Just to prove that if you want to be a whore, bad things can happen to you. <laughs> Again, that show is uh, satirical art and does beautiful things. Still running. People don't understand it. Now, it's just a cartoon. It's silly. I'm like, you aren't watching. They are on point making fun of society in ways that you're too dumb to understand or too stupid to recognize that a cartoon can do that. The Simpsons used to. They used to be satirical in a way that was like, my God, they are, they are showing a mirror to us. A family guy does it too. To how stupid we are as real people, but I'm sure that'll go. But John Gruden, digital John Gruden, can't be on John Madden 22 because uh, that digital John Gruden might just start firing off slurs. So you can't play the game anymore. <laughs> if Brown Sugar's not our wake up song, I don't know what is. We've gotten a couple requests for that. Yeah, of course we have. But it isn't. It, it, to be fair to all of it, it hasn't been canceled. It's just in the news today that the Stones are like, we just don't feel like dealing with it. We just don't want to deal with it. But it, then, then it just leads you down the path of how many songs on this station, how many songs we play that are you could look at it that uh, way themed well, uncomfortably. For whom the bell tolls. Well, how, One. Look at Marcus's entire show. <laughs> don't I even mean, know what the words are. Yeah, That's the safety in it. Is that, yeah, Cannibal Corpse, the name of the band alone. Yeah. Then when he reads the lyrics, what? Yeah, yeah. I know. Cannibalizing is nowhere near as bad uh, an image or anything for your kid as somebody uh, uttering the homo f word. Huh? That could cannibalism go, scares me more than that. Marcus's show could completely go away. You never know. He yeah. comes back to Machu Picchu, and oh yeah, he comes back as a some weird Peruvian hippie shaman. I don't know about that, but I just you're, I mean, that's where I start laughing at everybody's nutty. I don't know. I don't even know if it's hypocrisy anymore. Just if it's, I think we're giving it too much credit to call it hypocrisy. I think it's just stupidity. I think people are just dumb. So it, it, yeah, so you're like okay. You, you cannibal can't corpse, hear that word. Cannibal corpses. You cannibal doesn't bother you as much as the homo f word. I understand, but you realize cannibals are bad. Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't mean it. Oh, I see. <laughs> so the butt sex thing is scarier to you to hear about or to to talk about. That kind of is. It is for me too. That's Norm <laughs> Macdonald's old joke. There's absolutely nothing wrong with homosexual sex, unless, of course, you're not a homosexual. <laughs> then it's terrifying. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. You wake up every morning, and you want to have fun, and you comb through the news, and you find out that there's a group of people out there trying to take away something else. And I don't understand them. I've never met one. I've never been around somebody that's supportive of these ideas. 
I've never been to anybody. You know why? Because I don't hang with dumb people. I guess that's it. Or is it back to the, is it the journalists doing it? Releasing a story and saying, but the story really has to have something under it. They have to have I a agree. person to, you know. But have, I think there's, uh, yeah, definitely. You, know, you find out afterwards a lot of these things that these controversies well, have happened. Interestingly enough, you say that. Well, and you talked about it that the added stories, like sure. there's one, or, now we'll throw a series or in. omitted stories, as we're finding out with Katie Couric and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which I don't know if you saw that. But Ruth Gator, Bader, Ruth the Gator Bader the Gator. Ginsburg, I like to call her the Gator because she was strong, that woman. RGB, uh, the hero of women's rights as a Supreme Court justice, a legend to the left and right, if you pay attention. If you're a real true American, you look at Ruth and you say, you know what? I can disagree with her, but man, did I respect the hell out of Ruth Ginsburg. She was holding to her guns. She did a, an interview with Katie Couric, and Katie Couric just wrote a book. And this is dangerous, and I this needs to be looked into more. Katie Couric, uh, ta- I talked to her at the time about kneeling during the anthem and how she felt about that. And she evidently went off about how stupid it is and wrong, and it is no place in uh, America. And you can do it, but you're not making a solid point. You're a, you're a baby. You're in a place that's better than anywhere else in the world. And yes, to trials and tribulations that led us here and blah, blah, blah. And Katie thought, oh, this old lady, I can't put this out. Uh, because people will attack her and her opinion. So I'm going to go ahead and not not say that she said any of this, just to, just to keep her safe. Never thought I'd agree with Katie Ruth Couric. I know. Katie Couric decided to say her opinion doesn't suit what I want it to be, so I'm just going to snippet all the, the heavy stuff out. Later, she said that a spokesperson for our, our, our GB uh, or our BG said uh, um, she misspoke. She's, we trusted her with cases in the Supreme Court, but she couldn't be trusted to talk to Katie Couric without saying horrible things. And she didn't. She just That was her opinion on that, and they protected her because they thought, oh, this isn't on brand. That's dangerous because that's what people needed to know about Ruth Ginsburg it lo- is that, you know what, sometimes I don't agree with my side 100% on this. I think that is a ridiculous way to do it, and they, they omitted the whole thing. And Katie Kirk put it in her new book and said, yeah, I didn't do that because I just figured she was too old. She didn't know what she was saying. She probably misunderstood the question. And she went on and on for, for a while. And I'm just like, I don't think this is something I'm going to include yeah. in the interview because it will make her look uh, like something. She's try- and again, that's the editor in the interview trying to paint a picture of the person they're interviewing for their own agenda. And that's, that's and then- wagging the dog, man. That's different. That's not news reporting at all. And Adam Schefter got and Schefter's in trouble because he let Bruce Allen, uh, Mister Editor, he saw his he let him see what he was going to run before because he was the source. Yeah, we're in a weird time, and I don't know that it's ever been different. We just know about it now, right? I think that's and I think a lot of those people on those things are saying that nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's been that way. But you, us knowing about it is the yeah. dangerous part. Well, that's because it's the information is so oh, easily accessible for Google. us now. Yeah, everything's Googleable. Yeah. Everything on your – you did it with Chicago when we started the show. I, like, yeah. I can find the answer to that in a second. Pete Holmes has a great joke about that. He goes, in the days before the internet, we would have conversations and no one would ever get mad or weird uh, if I had said, hey, is Tom Petty from Florida or Indiana? And no one at the table would know. Yeah. No one would just start losing their minds having to know. Just We were okay not knowing. It was all right. Now that Unless there exist. was a debate. I remember having uh, – there was a couple of friends. You'd always have something like that and you're like – I'm pretty sure he's from Florida. Sure, no, I'm but pretty- you never lost your mind. No. And then later, they're like, hey, I just found out. 
Uh, yeah. but, but, but unless no, you bet on it. But if somebody says, "Hey, Tom Petty, I think he's from Florida," went on, you don't have a dick at the table just going, "Nope." Just looked it up. You're wrong. Well, yeah. you act like you knew that. You didn't know it either. You you searched it. It's the equivalent of running into the library every time somebody says something. I don't think he's got that right. And then you just go run and get a book and then I proved you wrong. It's like, what are we doing? We used to be okay with being, eh, maybe I missed that one. Sorry, I was wrong. I goofed. Now the hand brain makes us all geniuses. So screw everybody, I say. Couldn't have been more right a long time ago. Ready, your world of loving people and being nice, garbage. It's not working. That's when political stumping, you know, no, you know, now it's all filled with fact checking after they I talk. Know. Well, politics is different because I know lies now first, they can't grift without they used to lie all the time. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder before we did this fact check thing what they were getting away with everything, and it might have been better, might have been better to just let them tell us tales, yeah, strong high tales of all this stuff, anyway. Well, I just for whom the bell tolls, you can't play that. That's about dirty stuff. We just played that one. Oh, I'm just looking at the list of things. Alive, I'm still alive. It's about being abandoned. It's a Toledo song, right? It's abandoning a kid. Is that no? Yeah, that's the one. Is it alive? The one is. Oh, I'm still alive. Eddie's saying it to his dad who left him. Oh, Eddie sings all of his songs are about his dad. Wasn't Jeremy something? Jeremy's about uh, shooting up a classroom. That ain't fun. Anyway, I say everybody should stop having kids. Oh, that has nothing to do with what that. I've been talking about. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> That's being a gay guy. It's just like, it's great. Neighborhood property values go through the moon. And I'm surprised how well Megan's taking the announcement. She doesn't seem to be distraught about this at all. <laughs> she doesn't care? No. Wow. No. <laughs> you know, you got a good supportive wife as a gay guy. You're, you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you're gay now? Yeah. Good. Let's go shopping. I'm like, I think this is what they all want deep down. Good I told Jen Gardner downstairs that I said, you know, I'm gay now, right? She goes, yeah, I heard you. I'm like, yeah, you know, you never know, but I hope it's, uh, and then Mark started well, to Well, they say, kind of. Uh, well, the fun part is, is that they started, like Mark Randall started to say stuff. Well, oh, you stay away from me. I'm like, it doesn't mean I'm a rapist. Uh, HR. Like I had like seven suits yesterday just being gay. And Jen Gardner said, I'm looking for a new gay best friend. <laughs> This is gold. Fastest way into hot girls' drawers is to pretend you're gay. I mean, be gay. A hag? Yeah. Okay. I told her. I said, we'll go shopping. We'll get Pinkberry. We'll have a day. There's no way way you'd be able to hang out with hot chicks as a straight guy. Like, if I was saying, hey, Jen, you want to go get some Pinkberry and look at shoes? As a straight guy, she'd be like, ugh, it's creep. And then the next thing you know, you say you're gay, and she all of a sudden wants to go to Fashion Square with me. I love the iced tea at Paradise. I think that would be a great little walk. No longer a threat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the little things they don't know. <laughs> I am the most dangerous man on the planet as a gay. <laughs> Straight guy, I'm completely harmless because look at me for that. <laughs> uh, it's 622. Let's go. And Trip thanked me. He goes, hey, thanks for including me in on the whole gay thing. Because I said that he'd be a target. Because he's wealthy. He looks good. He's fun. I get along with him great. Yeah, thanks on that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is off-putting. I didn't it's expect never, you. Yeah. All right. Stepping to my office real quick. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for the compliment on how you would nail me if you were homosexual. I think he, he doesn't get that from down the hall? No. He doesn't like that station either. <laughs> and he said, lunch, Manny Petties? You want to go get some Petties? Ooh. My dogs are barking. 
Uh, it's 622. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Hopefully it's not banned in the next day or two. As Ava Braun's taken over the mentality of some group of people in this nation and we've lost our minds. Uh, uh, and if you've ever said uh, the homo F word in your life, please stop listening. Uh, whoop, we lost everybody. The whole oh, audience is gone. I'll see, see you guys. There's no point in keeping this. Uh, whoops, whoops. <laughs> if, you, if you're in your emails, you've ever said anything terrible, please, for God's sake, stop listening to us. We can't be associated. I just I can't imagine it. If you've ever said a racial slur or sent a trope, I don't know what those are, but they're evidently a big deal. Black, white, or otherwise, because I've had black friends send me things about pink, white people and crackers. I find them hilarious. I'm working on trope news. Yeah, trope news is we got to get a new trope news. Uh, wake up song, 585-9800. I think we've already got it settled, but we're going to see what you got anyway. It's 98KUP. Wake up! Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.